Hello, everybody. This is Tom Walker, and welcome once again to the Memories That Made Us, where we explore the power of recall and the moments that have shaped us. In this episode, I'm talking to somebody that I massively admire. Like me, she was a singer as a teenager, but 10 years on, she's a world-class songwriter and an amazing vlogger with millions of followers. And she did it all on her own without a label to back her up. And I, I hugely admire that. Dodie's music is so beautiful and so full of nostalgia and magic. I just had to get her on to talk about her process, her various ukuleles and collection of instruments and the memories woven through a new album. So let's hear from the amazing, the talented, and just the hilarious Dodie. The memories that made us. Dodie, hello. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh my God, thanks so doing? much for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, we're, we're sitting in a very calming room. We're in a panic room. room. <laughs> it literally is a panic room. <laughs> it's like cushioned walls. And I changed the lighting, so there were like these overheads that were very annoying, and we've put some lamps up in the place, so... We've definitely super gone cozy. Down a super less calm. intense route than previous. Yeah. I'm trying to think the last time we saw each other. I think it was when we did Hume. Yeah, probably yeah. like 20. Oh my God. 18? 2018. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What, what's been going on? <laughs> oh, Lord. What hasn't been going on? So much. A bunch of tours. I released an album this year. That was fun. Yeah, which is incredible, by the oh way. I can't believe you arranged everything on it yourself as well. I was so oh. impressed with the arrangement. The mm. way everything resolves so nicely. Like, it's a beautiful journey. Oh, it's my a, God. It's uh, it's great. It's weird, isn't it? Like, holding on to something for so long and then yeah. putting it out there. And, like, you know, you have the celebration day, although I released it in the pandemic. So it was a little bit weird. You know, there wasn't, like, a big sort of, like, kabow party. Yeah. It was yeah, just, yeah. like, me and my mates. In, in my flat being like, woohoo. Um, though I didn't really feel like I had any connection to anyone until I started touring. It's so cool to hear people sing songs that you wrote and yeah, have just heard in that one way for ages. And like it, songs that you didn't realize that people loved, they sing back. Yeah. That is my favorite thing to do, I don't know about you, but like looking in a crowd and like finding someone who's just like blasting the words at you. Yeah. And then also finding someone who doesn't quite know them and making yeah, eye contact yeah. <laughs> being like, hmm, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. They're sort of mouthing along like, blah, blah. Like the overdub in a, a <laughs> yeah. film in a different language. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just before we start the podcast, there are some ground rules. and uh, Hit me. I don't think they're going to affect you, but I could be wrong. Um, basically everybody's always going to be like, oh, it's the day I got married or my first child. So the rules are no marriages, no babies. Everything else is all good. I take that pretty well. Sweet. Easy peasy. None of that. So this podcast is about memory, where we get to know our guests and all the memories that have made them the wonderful person they are today. Wow. How is your memory? Terrible. So bad. <laughs> bad? Yeah. So bad. Incredible up until like... 18 I would say right and then there's definitely like maybe eight years of just blur so how would you rate your memory on one to a hundred then maybe like 40 40 yeah that's pretty bad I think like <laughs> 2014 to 2018 yeah is really really cloudy yeah <laughs> so mentally ill <laughs> right. like not doing too well right um i think my brain sort of like blocked it out but there's like so much good in there as well but luckily i take a lot of pictures and a lot of videos so yeah space cadet but 
Yeah, we'll we'll find out. I actually brought Josh in here with me. Josh is my manager because he's much better at remembering everything yes. that happened. So I could just look at him, which I usually do in interviews. And I'm like, help. Like you just saw when I was like, when, what year was that? And I looked at Josh and he was like, 2018. I was like, yeah, 2018. <laughs> yeah, I think my manager's the same. He was like, you did this gig on the 19th of October, oh 20, 2016. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> like, how are you retaining that? Yeah. Still wow. like, you know, really have to work hard to remember like people's birthdays. My my. my partner got me for my birthday a birthday book with all of my friends birthdays written down in it oh my god that's so smart it's really sweet but i keep forgetting to look at it so <laughs> not ideal is there one thing that um really triggers your memory like a smell or a mm. taste or like i don't know a season or anything like that yeah definitely smells yeah I, I, yeah i think like i i switch up like whatever shampoo or perfume or whatever i wear i don't really have like one favorite thing so yeah that is really nice whenever I return to it because it just brings me back to wherever I was. Like the other day I bought like this particular like strawberry lip balm, I think. And I was like, oh my God, Tamagotchi. <laughs> like I just remember, I was like, oh, this is bringing me back to like Tamagotchi and Nintendogs, like very specific of like, clearly I've like those smells and that memory have like mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. got the same with Elnet hairspray. Okay. Which, which reminds me of my mother because she used to, every morning before work, she used to spray loads of it and you could smell it in the hallway. Aww. And every time I walk past anybody who's got it in the hair, I'm like, oh, I remember Mom? <laughs> Mother? <laughs> mother? <laughs> so you grew up in Effing just outside of London. Mm -hmm. If you're taking me on a Dodie tour for the day, Whoa. where would you take me? Whoa. I mean, like, yeah, if you wanted to revisit, like, my teenage years, we'd probably walk from the station to my old house. Right. And stop off at a sweet shop on the way and get some Haribo straws. Or if we were to grow up a bit, I moved to Bath for, like, six months. That was really interesting. Oh, Bath's absolutely lovely. Yeah, super beautiful. So, yeah, maybe we could cycle around the Crescent. That'd nice. be nice. Apart from that, I'd probably just take you to a theme park because I love them. Oh, I do like theme parks. <laughs> Top hack, go when it's like raining and freezing and it's right. a school day because there are no <laughs> queues. Though I will say as an adult, you feel sick a little bit more when you go on rides like one after the other. Like you'll get to like 2 p.m. and be like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> if you were at a party when you were younger, were you whipping out a guitar and playing oh, a couple of songs and getting whoa. the uke out and that kind of thing? Honestly, no, because like it wasn't really cool to play music when I was a kid. I don't know about you, but like in school, you just like just don't do anything, you know, doing yeah. nothing is way cooler than doing anything. But I would have a best friend and we would like lip sync to you specific songs we'd like make each other like sit on the bed and be like okay watch this so <laughs> that was kind of me yeah <laughs> how did you start out um gigging because obviously i know like you broke through on youtube super early and you put your first song on youtube were we 15 or 14 yeah yeah, pretty yeah. Young. um it's really interesting actually because people say like what was your first gig like and i can't really like pinpoint a specific one because like i went from playing school concerts you know like christmas concerts yeah to like being involved in YouTube gatherings, which were the thing back in the day where like everyone from like the online world, which was much smaller back then in like 2012, yeah. would like come together and then like certain people would book venues, like small venues, but like, you know, sort of town halls or something. And they'd put on a show for like everyone at the gathering. So that was kind of like an easy crossover from like school concerts to gathering yeah shows and then like bit by bit like the gatherings got bigger the venues got bigger and then i started going on my own tours so ta-da have you um got a memory of your most nerve-wracking performance oh yeah yeah 
Yeah. There was, I have so many, like so many have just cropped up now. There was one where I was an opener for my friend, an artist called Ledley, and we were in Birmingham. I was freezing cold. You know how green rooms can be like fucking freezing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I had like an energy drink. And then I was like, okay, I need to relax. So then I had a cider. Bad thing. Up us, down us, up us. Yeah. Oh my Lord. <laughs> and then I went on stage and I just could not calm down. I think right. my vision went. I was like looking right at the back and it was just like, pew. Yeah. My heart was just racing for the entire thing. How are you with uh, with gigs these days? Because obviously you've got so much experience to do it now. Is it is it something that you're learning to enjoy more and more or do you still have nerves about it? Honestly, I, I like I think with the like bigger shows ironically, I'm so fine. Like right. so fine, like so confident now and I just have so much fun. I'm I'm just so happy and so grateful like bawling yeah. my eyes out in the first show because I was just so overwhelmed. Maybe with the like smaller crowds and there's this chord that I have to play at the end of a song called Sorry. And my fingers were just twitching as I was like trying to play play them. And also my string players have to look at my hands to see when I'm going to hit the notes so that they can like join me. Yeah. And like Sophie, my chest was like, you were shaking so hard. <laughs> it, was like, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Have you got um, a favorite play or school production? Oh. A bit random, but I like great that. Great question, like that question, Tom. <laughs> I'm loving these. Yeah, I was in, um, I was in Greece. Yeah. I, ju- I was just like a sort of back character but that was so fun and then I was in this play called Fame I played someone called Iris and I had to speak with an American accent which is like so fun honestly like those are maybe the happiest days of my life like being in like a school play because it was shit it was so bad I'm sure we were terrible but like (laughs) it was just so fun it was so fun Yeah. yeah 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 I played guitar for the we will rock you, which nice. our school did, which was so much fun because it was just learning loads of Queen songs, and oh, it was wow. such a mission at the time because like, I was asked to do it, and it took so much time, and like I can't read music, so I had to learn all of it by ear. Right, yeah. And this was when I wasn't very good at guitar, and I had to do all the <laughs> solos and everything. I bet it really helped. It was though. one of the most valuable things yeah. I ever did, and I was going to ask the same to you. Like, do you feel like those things that you did in school, like, really? Oh my god, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, like I said, like my first gigs, quote quote, being like school shows, like yeah. Just the experience of like being up on a platform and a light being shined at you, shine, shine, shone, shone at you, <laughs> shined, shone, um, while you played is like, yeah, really, really useful to get to get used to. Yeah. So it's not like so overwhelming. Yeah. And also like working as part of a team, like being in my school choir yeah. and like figuring out how to sing harmonies alongside other people and how to communicate that kind of thing. I used to kind of like have a lot of difficulty with shows and touring as well like traveling used to make me a bit mental but like I think I've really worked on that and I was like wholly able to just enjoy the whole thing yeah like the whole tour it was really good you must be pretty good at music theory I'm assuming if you've scored your entire album and all that kind of thing you must have your head wrapped around all the yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty good at music theory I'm pretty good at harmony but I'm terrible this is why I always sang harmony and choir because I can't I'm terrible at singing like lead well like I can't belt well, or anything like that well that's definitely not true it like, is true it's so, so true, true. I would not. always I would always go on the harmony because I was so much better at being like the sort of supporting role than like the blah you know. I'm not having that at all. I'm not <laughs> so, having that. No. I think the way that you sing is like, maybe it's not belting, but it's super present and like, I believe every word of it. That to me is a lead role, not like, how oh. loud can you sing? Well, thank you. There's a song I have called Sorry, where I really wanted it to be like, so overpowering and emotional. I was like, I had it in my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to belt it. Then it got to recording day. I was like, fuck. 
I can't do it. <laughs> God damn it. Like, why do I write these songs that I'm restricted on? What do you remember about learning in the early days? Is there a tune you were really proud of? Like something that seemed like a pivotal moment for you in your like songwriting career? Wow, that's a great question. I've never been asked that. There's a song called Blood I Bled by The Staves. Right. And I remember learning that I wanted a song to have like so much growth because like that song starts out so small and then it gets massive and then it yeah. goes small again i remember being like i really like that and i really want to try that is there one of your songs that you wrote oh. where you were like you realized like this could actually be a thing like i could do this for oh, a living yeah. like i'm good at this you know um because like the first songs i wrote i think i felt very like silly they were almost like sort of jokey songs yeah I guess like the very first song that is online is a song called Rain, yeah. which I wrote for homework. It was a for a school project. Really? I, yeah. Uh, even the chords and the changes in that song, I was like so impressed. Oh with. my god! Yeah, like, that is I think it's because like song. in the in the like assignment, we literally had to like you know use different chords right. and like try and go to a new key or whatever. I thought the chorus was super interesting. Like, oh my it god! It's great. It's so dramatic. Um, but yeah, I think because like the school made me finish something yeah. like because I think before I would just sort of like play around and have ideas but like never really finish something and I still work that way now whenever like I'm like I don't really know what I'm doing I'm like Josh give me a project like give me some homework so yeah. that I have like a <laughs> deadline um but yeah school sort of taught me to finish something and then once I had like my first finished whole song I was like ah yeah that's very fun <laughs> yeah I like it yeah and do you, do you kind of enjoy reconnecting to moments like that first song that you that you put up? Because I was watching it, I thought it was so special for that to like live on the internet. Do you know mm. what I mean? And like I didn't uh, grow up with YouTube at all. Were you a nerd? Because I was a nerd. YouTube was for nerds, right? And like outcasts. <sighs> no, you were cool, weren't you? I God definitely damn. wasn't cool. Okay. No, not at all. Like I had hair down to like here. Okay, and, yeah, okay. was like the chubby kid at school, and like definitely not cool. <laughs> I was kind of like the black sheep who played guitar. I had a right. BC Rich at school. Like, I had sc skull and crossbones all over it. Okay, and, it does yeah. sound like you would have found out about YouTube. I, I started like, recording in my room like super early, like uh, when I was fifteen. I started recording and writing songs like on my own, but wow. I just I don't know. It just wasn't on my radar until yeah. much later. I've, I don't know why. My dad had like a huge music collection, so I, I, I don't think I felt the need to go looking for totally. stuff. He was kind of feeding me loads of stuff and taking me to loads of gigs as well, like because oh, he loved that. going to gigs and I was basically his gig buddy. So I think I don't know, but. How do you find the whole YouTube thing? Do you ever go back and like watch your own stuff from years ago? Oh my god, ago? 100%. Yeah, yeah definitely. So you're it's keeping so a log, basically. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. You don't yeah, need exactly. it then. You've I'm got like it. uploading my memory into the cloud, you know? Yeah, and it'll live there eternally. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just love it as a platform and like a way to connect. Sometimes I just scroll back and like relive some days. And my friends film a lot of things as well. Like I have a lot of friends who made vlogs around that time. So sure. I like to rewatch them back. And it's kind of like I'm experiencing them for the first time. Do you feel the, the urge to film and document like that still with oh all your mates? Do you know what all I mean? the time. Yeah. I, I do. And like it's, it is kind of hard to like whip out the camera when like yeah. you're in a moment of like, you know, just natural joy. But I like not even to share just so I can like look back and laugh because I yeah. always am so grateful that I document things. Um, I just love filming. I just love filming. I think probably because my memory's so bad, but also just I think it's nice to like capture a moment. But yeah, me and my mates, I live with songwriters now and that is so fun because obviously we'll just like make dumb little songs yeah. like all the time. Like there was this one day where 
we were just going around. I don't even know why we started singing it, but we were just singing My Sugar Got an Eggy Bum. <laughs> my Sugar Got an Eggy Bum. We were just like going around going, My Sugar Got an Eggy Bum. And then we like made this like amazing harmony. Like, you know, it was like beautiful, like tension and release. And I just like set up the camera and we were like, My Sugar Got an Eggy Bum. <laughs> it was just so fun. Yeah. I love that we're like, we're all still so playful. But yeah. for those years where I was making like videos and songs all the time, it was like so helpful for me to have a place to like put everything I made and like share it, hate it, try again, do something else, you know, try yeah. something better, like really push and like everything I've made, like once I've finished, I've been like kind of proud, but also like, I think I can do it better. And that's really helped my growth. And like also to like put myself out there. Yeah, I think your particular channels are just so special. I mean, I think the same about your whole project. There's just something very you about it. And I love that because it's, it, I don't find that in every artist that I ever look at. Do you know what I mean? But like what you do is very unique to you and it's like very special. Even like if it's the vlogging stuff or it's the music, do you know what I mean? It's all, it all feels like one big picture because I think you're just like super honest basically which is really refreshing oh my god this is so nice I'm just sitting here being confident <laughs> so good <laughs> please keep going <laughs> oh thank you that's really nice to hear because sometimes I think uh, yeah I worry that there's like a disconnect between like you know Dirty TM the musician and like Dirty the YouTuber question mark or like you know the more scrapbooky personal stuff but yeah that feels nice that it's and those gigs back in the day, you were saying, you know, YouTube was a different thing for nerds and outcasts or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, did Was it nice bringing everybody together in those kind of spaces and meeting creators? Because that's something I'm, as you're saying it, I'm like, I'm gutted I missed out on that because yeah. I lived in a town with like, there was no other musicians and oh, I learned mate. to play everything on my own. So how was it having that community around you? Yeah, incredible. That's amazing that you like sort of, you know, came out of that and, and did it. Anyway, that's really cool. That yeah. must have felt like really special to be like the one to rise up. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I think I, again, like I, I don't think I really knew that I loved music as much as I did or like, you know, I was a musician. I think, I don't know, because I lived in Essex and you were like bullied for doing anything at all. I sort of just kept it hidden. But in those like YouTube crowds or online crowds, it was amazing to be in a group of it was like a kind of new hierarchy you know I feel like in school there's like such a hierarchy and I was like definitely yeah. at the bottom end but in YouTube it was more it was like so welcoming and I didn't feel shunned for doing anything I actually felt cooler it was like cooler to have something and yeah. like celebrate what your craft was so yeah yeah it was so useful I love it yeah awesome um and I know you've been you know you are quite honest online and and very open but do you still keep stuff just for you oh my god 100 percent. Yeah. yeah i used to be really honest and really open yeah and like now i'm you know I, I basically have boundaries now i don't think i did when i was um just like younger or around those like years of like 2016 2018 and like yeah i i now know i think that was a little unhealthy for me to like put everything out there whereas now i have you know i try and keep my life a little bit more separate and i share in the ways that I feel comfortable, like in my songs. Yeah, because I, I always think that, you know, your lyrics are so intimate, a bit like a, a diary entry, do you know what I mean? And the memories or experiences you'll you'll never write about or share with other people. And like, I didn't really realise, but I started writing because I was really upset about certain things. I didn't know how to like deal with it properly. And songwriting yeah. has always been such a healthy 
outlet for me. Yeah, it's like therapy, isn't it? And yeah. like you'll find things that you don't even realize you're feeling. Yeah. Like you'll write a line and be like, huh, do I really feel that way? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Thanks, subconscious writing brain. Did your parents always understand what you were doing? Were they supportive? No, not really. No, <laughs> no. not. No. I mean, I think they were just very worried uh, about like money and things. So yeah, like sure. whenever I said... Um, like, you know, I wanted to be creative, like, or in be in the creative world. I just, like, they they didn't know, and I didn't know either, that there are, like, millions of jobs in the creative industry. So they yeah. were just like, you know, go to uni, get a degree. Like, please don't be as unhappy and as poor as us. So I think, yeah, it wasn't their fault. They were just trying to protect me. But yeah. um, I mean, like, obviously, like, they were very proud about, like, whatever music I made and did but it was never like it was an option it was more like what a lovely hobby We're yeah, so proud yeah, of you. yeah yeah I also think my parents went through their own journey and now my mum is like so proud and like so grateful as well to kind of like I think we both sort of like opened a door into this new world of oh like yeah. reality is not quite what we thought it was and like it was really nice to go through that together. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I can already hear my guitar tech screaming. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, you often share uh, videos or, or snapshots of you as a kid. How do you relate to the the nostalgia? Ooh. Um, oh, man. I, I think I lost, like, little me for a while. I couldn't really, like, connect with her. But, yeah, definitely, like, finding all that old footage. I found it really recently. Yeah. Uh, my mum just handed me a huge crate of like old videos and I got them all digitalized. Highly recommend because oh my god, it's so My mum does it every time I come home. She oh, really? loves okay. getting the pictures out. Like oh, and I it's every that. every t- like it was cool like at first, but now I'm like, we've been through these mum. But Do you have any videos of you? Uh I've got there's some stuff. It's mostly like me as a teenager looking pissed off and going, Dad, why are you filming me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like proper Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that though. Yeah, like seeing videos of myself was wild because I've seen so many pictures. Yeah. And like they're lovely, but like to see to like hear my voice and like to hear me talking like to the camera as well yeah. was crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it was like I was like seeing someone else. So yeah, that was fascinating there's like one where my birthday party's in like a sort of indoor like play area right and it's my birthday and i am so hyped like i'm clearly like jacked up on sugar and adrenaline and i'm like talking to camera and i'm like mom mom like film me film me and like she's trying to film all the other kids and i'm like trying to get her attention i'm like mom yeah and then she's like okay so she films me and i'm like and then i went on the climbing frame and then i fell into the pit (laughs) and it was amazing and i was so tired and it was just like clearly i'm just like so happy and i'm like saying into the camera like this is the best birthday ever this is the best birthday ever and i love that so much because just like pure dody joy which is so nice to see. is there a, a pinch me moment that you've had that's like i don't know felt felt like a real real moment in your in well in your life or your career really it's not all about career is it honestly i just think like any big show that i've done like usually like the london shows at the end of the run like yeah i remember when we did we played coco and that was amazing because it was so tall it's a great venue. and then playing shepherd's bush where i'd seen like other artists play was also incredible i think like yeah the confetti at shepherd's bush and like even I did the roundhouse as well. That was like massive. And then the newest one, the the Hammersmith Apollo, is still like I still still can't yeah, get over it. Yeah, that's amazing. You've played it's just that. So fun. Yeah, that's so crazy. And so big. Yeah. So big. I think because like I'd watched the like comedy like live at the Apollo things. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew I knew the space so well. I was like, wow. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. So fun. That's class. Yeah. Um, is there a most 
exciting uh, songwriting slash create creative moment you'd love to experience again if you could go back and do it all over again oh my god yeah i mean writing all the string parts for my album and like weaving them together yeah took so long it was so hard but yeah kind of like the we will rock you <laughs> it was so rewarding and yeah. so valuable to like figure that out and sit and like learn all of that amazing yeah. and did you go out with like a string quartet a string trio a string we had trio. a nice. violin a viola and a cello so Sick. i had to rearrange all the parts to fit like three people which was really difficult there was yeah. a lot of double stopping which meant they had to play like two notes at once right and they were like oh my god are you joking but they made it work because <laughs> they're amazing um yeah it was so fun yeah there's the strings i had like all my band as well um, i always cry when i hear strings in the studio did you cry when you heard your oh strings oh my back? god i wept yeah. josh is nodding his head yeah oh i just couldn't help myself it was kind of embarrassing because like all of these string players are so you know esteemed and like okay like what part <laughs> should we go from and i'm just like sorry oh god yeah literally <laughs> i think it's a beautiful thing there's something about strings i really can't put my finger so on it emotive. they're just so emotive like yeah. i was getting a little choked up listening to your album on the way here oh in the my car. Oh, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Is there such a thing as too many ukes or too many guitars? Okay, have you just got like loads of guitars? You've loads of guitars, yeah. loads of ukes. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. Like, and it's so silly as well because I've got like two like ukes that have like three strings on them. Right. But both tuned completely differently. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah. it's just like how I wrote it. So every time I write a new song with like a weird tuning, I'm like... Oh, is this a bad idea? Am I going to have to take on my like 15th uke? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel inspired yeah. when you like get a new guitar? Because oh I always God, do. 100%. I always write loads of songs. If, I, if I'm having a real slump, I'll like treat myself to something to try and totally. like, get myself out of it. Oh my God, yeah. I actually just made a video um, which is coming out. I make videos sometimes. And like the premise is like I'm struggling to write a song and then I like have a meltdown and I move to Spain. Like someone hands me a toy instrument that like a kid has made from like a rubber band and a, a tin box. And then I play it and I'm like, oh my God, inspiration. And I come home I and like it. write a song. Because that's exactly what it feels like yeah. to like be given something new. That's why I retune all my instruments all the time. Because I'm yeah. like, I just need something completely new so that I, yeah. I'm exactly the same. Like yeah. I, I, I think I use standard tuning on one song right. out of like a... 12 song sets and some of the strings are way higher than oh they should be so God. it's like very <laughs> intense you can see him having like a panic attack in the corner you know what's what I mean? your favorite like tuning to play on uh i think my favorite one that that is the most satisfying because of the way that it sounds so major is uh c sharp a e e a c sharp oh wow which so is a mirror of a. itself yeah. yeah and like i only ever use like the e string and the g string i kind of do like minor or major shapes and everything right. else is open wow but i want to try that oh it's really good i'd, I'd highly recommend it that's loads so of, interesting there's yeah. loads of great chords cool. and like loads of weird ones as well but oh my God. I, I'm, I, can... I get bored like with standard like oh my god that's so cool so you're like bottom like your tonal note like the one sounding out is a C sharp. Yeah, <laughs> that's so it's flo specific. it's floppy on the acoustic, but it sounds really cool. You know when you like pitch down guitars, sometimes they just yeah, sound they're like sort of smack back whenever you play them. Yeah, the strings are so loose. Yeah, you I can't. Love it's it. not really a pick thing. It's more of a plucky. Mm, kind of thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think we all feel like we need to be liked in our lives sometimes more than often. But is there a moment of pure and total rebellion that you can tell me about? Wow. A moment that you should regret, but you you don't. Rebellion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when have I ever rebelled? Probably just all the times I've been like, Josh, I'm flying to this random country and you can't stop me. Like, there was this time yeah. when I had to sign, like, thousands of vinyl. And I was like, Josh, I'm going to LA. And he was like... <laughs> 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 um, 
I don't know. I feel like if I really believe in something, I'll just have to put my foot down. I feel I feel like Jet Set in a way at a moment's notice is quite sure. rebellious. Yeah, maybe. I can say that. Or like, I don't know. I guess just like pushing back on songs being like, no, Josh, it has to be this length and it has to be this yeah. chord and I will not add any radio drums in. Um, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I'm like, I built this song. I crafted it. I think I don't care. You know, I'll just write whatever song comes to me and if it ends up being really long, yeah. then suck it. You know, there you go. There's my rebellion. I She's like coming it. out. <laughs> She's making Finally. appearance. <laughs> well, the industry that you've kind of built it yourself, haven't you? Like, I know you've signed a deal now, but you were independent for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it feel going from independent to to working with a? It's a major you signed to, is it? Or is it? An uh, I'm under ministry. Ministry. And, um, yeah. So in this building, then? Yeah, literally. I've Sweet. Been here before. Outside the panic room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was mostly very useful, especially for like funding and support. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely an adjustment to be like, okay, I'm working like with people now. Yeah. But honestly, I was just really grateful because I didn't have a clue what I was doing before. Sure. Um, and now, yeah, it, it helps me feel a little bit more established and supported. So, yeah. 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 But I can't say anything bad. I'm literally in their building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got cameras everywhere. There's Isn't microphones right? in the walls. Isn't that right, ministry? Yeah. <laughs> um, how can you shake off, or how do you try to shake off uh, moments of self-doubt? Oh, oh that's so hard. Um, maybe like rewatching or listening something something that I'm proud of but that's really hard because then my brain will be like that's what you used to be like you can't do that anymore <laughs> so I think probably just looking after myself and yeah. yeah taking a rest or doing whatever I need and trying to be patient but I mean that sounds really nice but I don't do that the, the like probably truth of it is I just sit in it for a while and I'm yeah like, <laughs> and wait for it to go that's what yeah. I do as well I've got all these grand plans that I'm going to exercise and do Wim Hof every day and right. you know have cold showers and <laughs> yeah. like I do do that sometimes but most of the time it's just me like it's going to be fine. Just keep trucking on with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what will probably happen, like you, is like, I don't know, maybe I'll get drunk and like sit in my room at 2am and be like, maybe I'll write a song about it and then I love it and yeah. then I'll come back. I don't know. I just, for me, it really is like the best, most healthy outlet because I do not hold back. And sometimes some of the songs don't see the light of day. Like if a friend's like really hurt me or like somebody close to me in my life, I'll vent in a song, but they might never hear that song. Mm. But like, it's my way of like, going through it mm. and like dealing with it. And one of the things that I struggled with actually over the last couple of years is when you turn your songwriting into the way that you make your living, it's a real clash. And like yeah. I was struggling with like, this used to be my way to escape. And now I feel like I'm stuck in it, trying to do something and trying to Tell achieve something in it. it. That's like a difficult yeah. thing. Like yeah. how have you coped with that? Oh my God, it's so hard. I think like what you say, like, making sure that whenever you write it is wholly for you or like if you write if you need to write something personal yeah like don't think about like oh god well uh you know my label has said i need to put drums in it yeah just like <laughs> yeah. just make it for you first and foremost just so that you can like still have that like processing nature yeah um and then like maybe once you have to like deal with the sort of more technical side of it trying to put up a boundary but still like keeping that feeling like safe in yourself yeah. There's a song on my album called 40 Kilos Down, yeah. which is risky. It's definitely about a risky topic. And yeah. like, I didn't really want to like promote it. I didn't want to like talk about it or, you know, have it as a song that I just wanted to like blast out. It, was, it wasn't like that, but it felt like the right amount of vulnerable to put on my album right. and sort of like weave it amongst other songs. And I'm so glad I did because 
a lot of people have recognized it or quietly recognized it um it's difficult isn't it it's really hard i think it's difficult for the people uh that work with artists as well because like i I don't know about you but i'm quite sensitive about songs like i feel like i pour my fucking heart and my whole life into this thing that's taken me three days to do and record and do vocals for and like i'm giving people my soul and then sometimes they turn around like yeah it's all right yeah literally and i'm like like, give me something more than that like i've really put a lot of time into this and like i know it's not a hip-hop song that's going to make us loads of money but like my soul's in there yeah. man like it's please different. have a listen it's to different. it like if you can like go in a writing session and you know you try and like craft something about something distant from you but yeah. if you if it's just you and it's more like a diary entry that is really difficult to share isn't it yeah 100 yeah, percent. yeah tell me about your knitting oh god okay we've gone from <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um yeah, yeah, beanies in the pipeline huh? you got any beanies in the pipeline <laughs> no but i should make you one I'd love it a won't be as good as yours. that looks perfect to me i can give you one for uh size reference okay cool yeah. okay <laughs> i'll get on it um no i'm actually really bad at finishing anything like i always start these big projects and then i'm like oh god so i am um, i knitted all of my um, the letters to spell out my album title to like announce it last Amazing. year. Amazing. It was really fun because it, they didn't take too long. It took like maybe two hours to write to write to knit out one letter, and yeah. that was like such a tangible way of like fi- you know like finishing it and being like okay like yeah. next one. Um, yeah. But if I start out on a jumper, oh my god, I'll get to like the fifth row and be like, this is so long. I can't be asked. It's so long. <laughs> Why have I done this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Truly. I have so many unfinished projects. Is there a moment of totally unexpected, pure euphoria of freedom Whoa. that you can remember? Hearing the string players like play my parts for the first time was unbelievable. Yeah. Like I just want everyone to experience that feeling because I'd been listening to it in MIDI for like two months, which was like, quacking yeah. yeah and then to like hear them with all their expressions it was just incredible it's one thing a computer will never be able to do yeah. i don't think yeah like, like the human like and each player brings their own yeah their own personality as well so it was just yeah incredible hearing a crowd saying that um pete my bassist and musical director had this idea for the last song oh well, actually the second to last song called in the middle which is it's got quite like a poppy chorus and um he was like okay what i think we should do is like do a fake chorus so like you'll sing the pre and then like lead into it and then leave the mic and the crowd will sing and the drums will play so it was like that's amazing and i was like okay are you sure this is gonna work he was like trust me it will he planned it out and then to like hear that happen was probably that feeling yeah just like oh my god i love those moments because they're a bit of a gamble aren't they yeah what if nobody sings though you know i'll end up looking like a right dick yeah exactly (laughs) like to plan like it is kind of like like you have to have some kind of an ego to be like and then the crowd will carry us yeah yeah Yeah. is there a moment that makes you smile no matter what like i I don't know about you but like (laughs) i've got a, a, a piece of music that i go to if i'm feeling stressed and it's the Journey by Tom Mish, and it's just an instrumental oh, at the start yeah. of his second album, Beat Tape 2. Yeah. And I just, like, if I'm feeling bad, like, that always puts a smile on my face, regardless. Oh, Have you got something that. that you gravitate towards? doesn't have to be music, could be anything. Yeah. Um, honestly, I just think, thinking about my friends and, like, thinking about moments with my friends. Yeah. Like, I always think about, I have a drummer called Ross, he's Scottish, and he's just, like, maybe the funniest man alive. <laughs> he's so Amazing. funny. <laughs> There's this one time on tour... <laughs> 
It's so silly. It's not even that funny. But like, it always puts a smile on my face. He's like so large. He's like so tall and so skinny. He's like a giraffe. And he's yeah. like, all right, pals. Okay, how's it going? And then like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just like, he just says the like dumbest things. And there was this one time he like, in Bristol, there's like this place where you can like watch the stage from the green room, but it's like this tiny door. And he like went through it and like smacked his head on it. And instead of going like, ah, fuck, he went like, Oh, and it just really makes me laugh. He's just like, all right, all right. Oh. <laughs> when you need a smile, you think about your, one of your best mates hitting his head off a door. I like it's it. So it's as quality an answer as any. The memories that made us. Um, we're nearly out of time. I'm going to shake things up a little bit now. We've got the. Oh, a present. Yeah. Um, this is the lucky dip. So if you'd like to pick a question out of there okay, and answer go. it. Sweet little box. Okay. It's a very nice box. That's the same box we've always had, right? It's lovely. All right, here we go. One is coming to me. <clears throat> the Dodi headline that made you laugh. Oh, that's a great one. It's, I can't remember what, was it the Metro maybe? It was for a song called I Kiss Someone and the music video was just me like sort of making out with loads of people and then like faceless men. Cool. Right, um, nice. And the headline was Dodie's Bonk Statement. <laughs> what a quality headline. I think like as a play on like bank statement, but yeah. like bonk statement. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It made me laugh so much. Oh, uh, you can never, uh, you can never let the Metro let you down. You know, they, they, they always, they <laughs> I always do. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But I've got three final quick fire questions that Can't I want wait. you to try and answer as quick as you can. Okay. Three items to sum up your life are going into a memory box. What are they? Um, sum up my life. Um, okay, probably just like a standard concert ukulele. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, a cup of tea. Oh, great choice. We've not had that before. Oat milk and um, socks that are really dirty because I always take off my shoes wherever I am. Okay, nice. I like that. Um, the piece of advice that stuck, who gave it to you and what did they say? Oh, man. Okay, my therapist <laughs> um, said that life isn't in black or white. Like, nothing is, like, completely bad or completely good. Like, yeah. you've got to find the shades of grey. Oh, I like that. That's really good. Cool. Poetry. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, the one memory you'd keep if you'd forgotten everything else. Oh, I used to do these shows where I'd have a stage invasion with my friends at the end at like this place called Summer in the City. So probably like the end of a show when the confetti has gone off and like all of my friends coming on stage and hugging me. Amazing. That's that's lush. Well, thank you so much, Dodi, for coming on oh, and chatting with so us. Nice. It's been so great. Honestly, this has genuinely been one of my favourite ones I've recorded. Oh, and nice. it's really nice to see you again. And just congrats on the amazing album. And just I'm so excited to hear new stuff when it comes out and come and see you live. And Thanks, yeah, if, if where can people check you out if they want to go check you out? Um sure you can just type in my name, D O D I E. Dodi. Um yeah. Have fun with that. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We're just talking about some memories we made We're talking about some memories we made We're talking about the good, the bad, the bittersweet and truly sad We're talking about the memories The memories that made us